Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. It is your host Tom Quee here. If you're not familiar with the show, it is myself, a Brit with a guest. Could be British, could be from someone around the world as it normally is. I don't know how many countries exactly have been on this show, 20 or so. There's been about 100 or so guests. And, you know, I'm bringing up these stats at the start of the episodes now because I'm getting nostalgic, you know, and growing somewhat bittersweet looking back. We're coming up to three years of Alpha Metallica. It's almost over this journey, at least, the main purpose of the show, going through every single fucking Metallica song in alphabetical order with a guest, as I say. If you want to come on the show, we don't really have songs available anymore but if you want to discuss a concert or a moment or a top 10 james hairstyles or whatever you know if you bring something cool to me i'm totally down to do that metallicapod at gmail.com at metallicapod as well on twitter you can support the show on patreon basically i put everything on patreon first i'll be on there like a week two weeks beforehand you get access to the so what files my video series exploring metallica's very own magazine episodes like this more long-form discussions and, and goodies and previews and whatever so yeah that is there and the links below if you want to support us Check us out on Spotify, all the other streaming platforms, and go back through the archive and just just think of a random number and see what Alpha Metallica episode that is, and you know, hopefully you enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, today I'm joined by someone who has been quite a few of those random numbers. We've discussed the whole load and reload era as a whole, also going into Fixer and No Leaf Clover. Love having this guy on the show. Bob, how's it going, man? All right, Tom, how are you, man? Very, very well. And, you know, you, like quite a few people who have been on the show, are people that, you know, I follow back on Instagram or whatever, and I get the updates of the life. And sometimes I was like, who is that? Normally, if I'm like, who is the guy? He's like, okay, I've had him on Alpha Talic. And then I look at the profile, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I always see, you're like an avid horror guy, right? You're always going to these cool things. Yeah, man, we, uh, we, my wife and I pretty much, we, we love horror conventions and, you know, it's kind of the same thing of like doing a meet and greet with a band. It's yeah. like you get to say hello to these people and, and actually thank them for what they do and you appreciate their work and, and some of them, you know, we even become friends with, you know, we mm. hang out with them quite a bit. And what was the, re- you went to the mall recently from one of the zombie films, right? Oh yeah. From, from Dawn of the Dead. Jesus. Um, that's sort the of actual our mall. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't quite look like it did in 1978 yeah, when they yeah. were filming. Yeah. There wasn't a GameStop um, back then and stuff, yeah. What's that? There wasn't a GameStop back then. No, no, no. Um, but, you know, that that's sort of like our we'll, – we'll go out to Pittsburgh, um, specifically Monroeville, Pennsylvania. We'll go out there for a long weekend, you know, just because. But um, they did a, a big convention there with Dawn of the Dead. Um, a bunch of the zombies were there and, you know, people from the film and then also Creepshow as well, which mm-hmm. that's another personal favorite of mine. <laughs> So, you know, we've had the episodes before about your history of the band. You know, we've gone through that, check those out in the past. Particularly the load-reload discussion was great, and we covered a lot of material just listening to that this morning. But we're talking about Spit Out the Bone today, which is, you know, will go down as one of the more notable songs of this era, certainly one of the more famed and beloved. Talk me through the first time you heard this track. I'm guessing that was the day Hardwired was released, or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, first off, I mean, you got to preface it with all the sort of uh, pre-release talk that um, yeah. Rob Trujillo was was kind of talking about the, the song saying that, oh, my God, this is like the craziest song on the record. It's the craziest song we've ever done, this and that. And so already, you know, I think the anticipation was hyped. And I th- I'm sure some people immediately skipped the record and went right to that song just yeah. to hear it. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, 
it might have been just after actually, but I remember Lars is on Chris Jericho's podcast and he was like freaking the fuck out about Spit Out of the Bone and going crazy. Right. I remember him specifically like saying to Lars, how the hell do you, your stamina, you know, I just want to say, by the way, Chris Jericho, me and him have a little bit of Metallica history because when I was in Birmingham, when I saw them October 30th, 2017, I commented on the recap that I did that like, cause I was right in front of Lars's sort of, what would you call it? His drum cubby where his roadie is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His little thing. And his, uh, his, you know, very beautiful supermodel wife was there rocking the hat. She was his, and there was this kind of like Leonine, like I sort of recognize, but I don't really know wrestling at all. So I was like, is that Christian? I don't, I don't really know who it was, but it was him there. And he oh, has, wow. yeah. So that was cool to be in the vicinity. Didn't really realize I didn't really pay off, but I just want to call him out a little bit. He's never going to hear this. He doesn't give a fuck, but <laughs> he, on his podcast, he has ads, which is, which is brilliant, you know, sign of success, but he has this really annoying thing. It's kind of going to be hard to do an example of it, but he'll be talking like this and then I'll be like, and then we get onto this. But then when he says and then we get onto this the frequency changes so you can tell that they've sort of edited it in to make it sound like he's transitioning into yeah. an ad and it's really egregious i don't know why i'm bringing this up i don't know why it's pissing me off but uh yeah shout out chris jericho anyway he was going mental about spit the bone and everyone pretty much has since haven't they there was a build-up to this song coming out live people are crazy for this song this song is bringing in all the trues who are left out in the cold <laughs> like it, it's done a lot this track yeah, shout out to the trues out there for mm-hmm. spit out the bone. Yeah, I mean it's I personally I think the album version I think it 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 um lives up to uh the hype. Um it's it's a killer tune and and you know I remember reading somewhere where maybe it was in the uh the making of video where they were talking about how it was sort of compiled from a bunch of different songs and stuff. Not not what was the other one that was the working title was Frankenstein. This one was Chi, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but it definitely feels like there's different flavors throughout the entire song. You got a little bit of Kill 'em All, which I think Kirk Solo sounds like something off of Kill 'em All, yeah. like tone tone wise and everything. Um, but then the riffs, and then you got um, you got some melody in there that I mean, you know, we'll get to my favorite part of the song mm-hmm. uh, eventually. But you know that part, um, you know, it it just speaks to me. I think, and and even the even the the lyrical content too about um, you know everybody being obsessed with their phones and and all that stuff. I mean, it's it, it's really interesting and sort of timely too. And the song is stuffed, as you say, full of different mm-hmm. influences and eras. And part of you know the malaise of Hardwired to me personally is that the songs are a little too long. They're stretching a True. little bit too me me you know across the bones. But I think spit out the bone. Like it is just there's there's tons going on. Not only are the guitar parts themselves crammed full of notes, but it's bursting with ideas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, you could almost make like, you know, at least two or three smaller songs out of some of the parts of this this uh, entire track. And we open then with that maniacal chug, and the drums are at full throttle instantly. And if you're one of these people who had seen the Rob quotes and just wanted to hear this fucking yeah. like, you weren't disappointed. And oh no, I mean, and that's definitely one one part of the song. If I'm listening to it in the car, I mean, I'm pounding on my steering wheel. Mm totally doing some air drumming and well not necessarily air drumming if i'm hitting the steering wheel but you know i mean i'm going off already yeah yeah and we get like you know as his riffs like to do as james has always done you know the the riff yeah. sort of builds out of the bogmire we get little licks here and there we get a little short break gasp of air and then back into just a thundering pulse the blitzkrieg charge and you know i like the way that, that, that it ha- we have sort of some am i evil type power blasts of opening notes before we get into the main riff oh yeah for sure i mean it, it 
this this song could have just been called Riff. I mean, because yeah, yeah. that's the band, I mean, it's... <laughs> the band know what they're doing. They're just looking back on all those tropes and you know dusting them off. And I love how like I love how the gaps of the track are filled out by the riff itself, and then it all kind of you know explodes together. It's some relentless stuff. Oh yeah, and and uh, it, it's. I mean, I guess to quote Lars, it's a motherfucker. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it really is. And you know, it just this is this is kind of what you want. Like for me personally, I'm not going to say that "Spit Out the Bone" is one of my all-time favorite Metallica songs. I know a lot of people are going to get to the Twitter reviews, rank it incredibly highly, and I, you know, I can't, I wouldn't, I don't think it would crack like a top twenty, thirty. Like I still really enjoy it, but it's not one of the ones that I, I just think is perfectly made. What about you overall? Is this something you rate really highly or? You know, I, I, I was thinking about that, and I, I mean, I don't know if it would be in my top ten necessarily, like, you know, like kind of like what you were just saying. It's it's almost like a best of mm-hmm. um, in terms of the different styles that the band can do. And, I mean, for me, if I want to listen to something that wants to – that's going to make me, you know, want to put my foot through someone's chest, I'm going to listen to Damage Incorporated, you right, know. Right, right, right. Um, you know, or Dire Eve or something. But, yeah. I mean, this it, – it, it's – I'd say maybe it'd be just out of my top 10, but depending on the day, it could easily squeeze in there, you mm-hmm. know? The breathless nature of the verses is something that I really enjoy and find quite exhilarating, but I don't know, the chorus is just never really... Like, I think for me, what I love about Spit Out of the Bone most are the instrumental breaks and those sort of ideas, which again are kind of 570. Like, we've been mentioning, we've been out Finn Lizzie before. Like, some of yeah. the pieces feel a bit Lizzie esque. You know? Oh, yeah. Some of the some of the uh, guitar mini is in there yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sort of later in the song, um, maybe the four or five minute mark, felt similar to me of Emerald. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, man. And uh, I mean, fuck it. I, I, I know that I'm eventually going to do a Finn Lizzy podcast. I can feel it in my soul. Like maybe when I'm yeah. like maybe when I'm like 31 or something, maybe when I just have a few more years on it, you know, listen a bit further. But they're just, um, I mean, yeah, Lizzy are great. But yeah, the, the guitar is all over this track, and there's no real sort of pause. Although I guess in kind of a more fallow moment is Rob's bass, which is awesome to see creeping out there. Oh yeah, and you know that that specific part, um, which I guess occurs slightly before my favorite part of the song um with rob's um bass tone it's almost like lemmy tone yeah yeah you know and i mean that just what's that it's like a lead tone yeah it's crazy and it it, um i I almost kind of wish he had done that throughout the song instead of Mm -hmm. just that one spot i think that would add an interesting uh you know dynamic to the whole song if he had done that or made it sound like that through throughout most of it instead of just that one part Talking about the lyrics of the track before we get to your favorite part, then yeah, like, yeah, you know, how are you reading into them? Well, I, I don't know if you've heard this. Um, it was a B side to um, maybe it was All Nightmare Long. I mm. think um, it was a live track, I believe, from London or Germany, where um, from the pre-death magnetic. Well, it's like the kickoff of the death magnetic right. stuff, um, where James kind of kind of addresses the crowd. I believe it was Stone Cold Crazy. And he, you know, says, you know, hey, put the fucking phones away and, you know, kind of live here in the moment. And, you know, I'm guilty of it. I'll take pictures at shows or a little bit of video here and there. Um, And I know, uh, you know, shout out to uh, our friends over at Metal Up Your Podcast. I know Clint is is not a big fan. (laughs) No, no. But, you know, it's funny listening to that particular, 
you know, when James says that, it kind of like I feel like a like a bad kid, like I'm getting yelled at by my my dad or my uncle or something, okay. you know. Um, so I think that whole mentality translates throughout this entire song. It's basically James commenting on people always living for that that photo or that Instagram post or that tweet or whatever it is, and we're just slowly becoming, or in some cases, quickly becoming assimilated by Ooh. technology. Yep, Nobody swap, just lives in Yeah, you're so right, yeah. And we just yeah. kind of, yeah, are immolated into the computer, right. uh, the future supreme, and the, yeah, they just yeah. spit us out. And yeah, when you consider the actual what James is saying in terms of a bone being spit out, it's a morbid, quite electrifying, poignant image. Very zeitgeisty. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I know there's been a few movies where basically somebody becomes a, f- well, actually, um, this might be a vague reference to some people, but um, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, not one of everybody's <laughs> Here's the horror favorite. guy. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, not not one of everybody's favorite, but there's a scene uh, where this guy's having a nightmare. He's on a motorcycle, and um, he slowly becomes part of the motorcycle. Right. Like, you know, all these wires and stuff bust into his veins, and, you know, he basically becomes machine. Um, so I kind of think of this song like that in terms of, you know, spit out the bone. It's like you're, you're, you're not human anymore. You're all electronic and your technology and mm-hmm. that's all you are the singularity was it called singularity it was the film with johnny depp directed by wally Pfizer. it was like oh a, yeah that, that com- yeah complete exactly. bomb i think and and yeah that, that idea is explored throughout sci-fi isn't it the, the dream yeah. child was it sorry uh, nightmare on Elm yeah, dream child. okay that is uh much darker in the dream season more gothic than the previous films of the series apparently i have to check that one out i've never actually seen any of them i'm not like adverse to horror it's just not really my bag oh really yeah i mean I mean, dude, we could go on and on. Sure, know? sure. I don't want to but, open this can of worms. Let's get back onto. Uh, yeah, right. I'll just spit out the boat. Don't get me started. So, um, what what is your favorite part of the song then? So, my favorite part starts at like three fifty eight, I think, um, somewhere around there. That, you know, that little riff. Um, just even kind of humming it, I just got goosebumps. Like it's. Yeah. It's crazy, and then then that little like bridge that James does that stop breathing and yeah. dedicate to me. That's that that entire part. I just I love. Yeah, it's... and that and that guitar line has a harmony beforehand as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's almost Thin Lizzy-ish too. Right it, it, there. Yeah, yeah, it's very very Lizzy-ish, and apparently. Lizzie didn't invent the guitar harmony in terms of the rock styling. There's a band called Wishbone Ash. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Mm, no. Sort of a 70s UK rock band. They're kind of big over here, but they still tour around. And obviously Maiden as well were a big influence on Metallica in terms of those yeah, two yeah. harmonies. And I want to say Def Leppard. Did Def Leppard do harmonies? Maybe a little bit. I- I'm not too au fait with that catalogue. Right, right. Yeah, I- I'm not really familiar yeah. with Def Leppard outside of the the radio hits yeah but but you're so right though like when james sings that verse and when that riff comes in he's like he's standing astride this chaos because this song is ceaselessly moving forward and the melody as well is very heroic i find and and oh yeah you're totally right i've never really considered that part of the song as being the actual apex of it but yeah it is a pretty intriguing moment i love it yeah and you know um speaking of that particular moment too um uh, the last time I saw the guys in Milwaukee in October, um, James did that part right in front of me. Mm. And, of course, I was taking photos. <laughs> you know, I had some cool photos. <laughs> the um, irony. But I was singing every freaking word and just going off. And, I mean, fuck. 
dedicate to me, terminate for me. You know, it's funny the Terminator's mentioned as well with that idea of the, you know, becoming one with the machine, the Ray Kurtz world. And, you know, the track moves. The track is going all over the place. There's a few solos pocketed in there as well. They are in that killer mold, as you say. They're also in that kind of wary, spasmodic, hardwired, death magnetic kind of idea. They're not the most memorable leads, which is no. pretty, you know... Not unsurprising for me to say, but um, I think I think they work in this kind of you know frantic, chaotic context. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's it, it's definitely you know not a high point for for Kirk as as you've said many times. But um, it it really w- when that solo kicks in, um, you know, I was saying earlier um, that it it sounds like something from Kill 'Em All. Like and and maybe you know me not being um, a guitar player. I remember something where the the band were talking about how they could plug in different um, tones or sounds or something into their their amps, mm. and to me, I, it sounds like literally the guitar tone that Kirk has on Kill 'Em All when he's doing his solos. Yeah, it's got a certain nostalgic twinge. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and the the attack as well. And there's just lots of different parts. You know, all of that stuff. And I'm going to keep saying that it's Lizzie-esque because, again, Emerald, like (laughs) those sections as well. And uh, I remember actually Emerald, I've mentioned this on the show before, that was, it came in a guitar magazine and I was sort of aware of Finn Lizzie and it came with a backing track and I was learning it. It's not too difficult a song, but I was still an early player. And I distinctly remember my dad hearing me play. He was a Lizzie fan and coming in and it was the first time he ever like commented on my playing. He was like, that, <laughs> he was like, that kind of sounded like the record. I was like, I know. So yeah. you know, maybe I got that paternal attachment there. But there is that all over, you know, there's Scott Gorham and Brian Robertson and Phil and co here and lots of other bands to harmonize out it it's stacked to the hill and it's unsurprisingly a massive hit with the listeners 44 times it's been played live it's actually performed live in london which is pretty cool on the leg that i saw them they played it in birmingham uh eight days uh, sorry six days later uh last performed june 13th 2019 um so very very nearby uh, in cologne germany um you know is this going to be played more on future tours you reckon is this going to be on snm2 uh i don't know um i i wouldn't be surprised if it pops up on snm2 mm. um in terms of being played live i think it fits nicely or you know in the future i think it fits nicely in with the company of you know the the quote-unquote intro tape songs you know fire, yeah, fire with yeah. fire battery damage inc dyer's eve maybe one day we'll get played again um and then this of course with that little intro tape that it has now um i i think it's fine i mean but it, it, at the same time it's sort of like um you know like like i was saying when i saw him in milwaukee i was hoping for spit out the bone because it was like my one and only chance to see that song live but my buddy that was with me had never seen metallica so i was like oh maybe they'll play you know i, I was hoping not to hear battery because i had heard it in chicago in 2017 but you know so that was that was a win-win for me but you know maybe a, a slight lo- lose for my buddy but whatever <laughs> and just before we get to the uh, twitter feedback any final thoughts on this song bob um all i can say is i fucking love it i mean spit out the bone what 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 can't you what, what don't you not like about it you know <laughs> yeah yeah and as always happens with these tracks the more i listen in prep for the episode the more i grow to love them and yeah this is slowly climbing it just never never really clicked i guess on a certain level but now i you know i'm down with it and it's yeah it's it's a highlight of hardwired for sure yeah for sure yeah 
So we go on Twitter at MetallicaPod, as we always do. You know, reach out to you guys the day before, get your thoughts on the songs. And uh, for Spit Out the Bone, we have Triton, first of all, saying one of their best modern songs, along with Moth for sure, an incredible throwback to the old sound with killer riffs and epic melodies. It's also really nice to hear James using his black album voice again. The Stop Breathing and Dedicate to Me part gives me chills all the time. As we said, uh, Nick says the middle part is astounding as well. Ralph saying this song makes me downright giddy, to be honest. It's an instant classic and one of uh, one hell of a way to close out the album. It's the best song on the record and probably the best song they've written since one. I mean, that the best song they've written since one, Bob. Is that is that true? That's a tall. Um, that's a tall order. Uh, maybe in terms of um, complexity, I would agree. Um, you know, I, I, we've talked about this. I'm more of a load reload cat but mm-hmm. you know I, I can definitely um you know uh throw down with everybody when it comes to you know the faster thrashier stuff i mean yeah. i love all that shit so you know i mean yeah if you're if you're just on that train of thought then yeah it would make sense that this would be uh, yeah. you, know, you know the best song in, in so many decades uh ralph sure. was saying all four members are at the top of the game on this one love all facets of it andy saying amazing song that gave me a massive shit-eating grin on first listen personally think the one minute groove section from 455 is unnecessary and would prefer it not to be there takes from a 10 to an 8 or 9 for me would love to hear edited version with that section removed um any thoughts on that section i mean it doesn't really bother me personally yeah it doesn't bother me um in in terms of an edited version i mean i know that there's that that radio edit version on uh spotify but i haven't listened to that in a while so i'm not sure if that ver- that little part's in there but I mean, shit, I, I wouldn't cut anything from the song, personally. No, no. And Metallica always do this. When they don't have that many ideas for a bridge uh, or to be original, to break out, they'll do what, you know, you were just saying there, Andy. Like, kind of deconstructing the riff to a certain extent, you know, throwing a few mm-hmm. extra chugs in there or whatever. Sure. Um, we just covered some kind of monster, and that does it quite a lot. And then we do it a lot on Sanger and Death Magnetic. Abel saying, really sick song, one of my favorites on Hardwide. Uh, if future circumstances don't allow Metallica to release a follow-up to Hardwide, then spit out the bone would be a heck of a swan song cruel badgers thesis saying every time someone makes a shitty joke about robert's bass playing i feel compelled to drill this song into their ear holes and it ain't even my favorite on the album vences makes me feel like a badass a deal saying best song on the album but i have a love hate relationship with the subject matter it is different and fresh but does seem kind of odd compared to everything else james has addressed in his lyrics over the years thoughts on that bob yeah i i guess um yeah i i could see that 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 point of view um I, you know, I personally though I think looking at the arc of the Hardwired album as a whole and the theme of being hardwired to self-destruct, literally, mm-hmm. um, I think Hardwired, you know, the the term Hardwired and the theme of of Spit Out the Bone, I think, kind of go hand in hand um, because you're you're, I mean, really, we are hardwired to be into technology and be on our phones and you know you always see people say oh i I left facebook you know over on the metallica forums or whatever um but we're just we're in tune with we're we're plugged in i mean we really are i mean right right now we're doing this on skype you know Uh i mean it's 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 current events you know metallica songs often feel timeless to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but but this one yeah does put it into a kind of you know late 2010s context there finally angel does saying oh my god when i first heard this i was blown out my fucking mind this is the best metallica song in the last two decades great riff lars is an absolute highlight and rob's bass part reminds me so much of a nib nib by sabbath um yeah bob any any last words on spit out the bone before we conclude here uh, you know, if you're on the fence about Spit Out the Bone, play it, play it loud, play it on repeat. Um, 
drive really fast when you're playing it yeah. uh, in, in the car. Um, and ho- hopefully it'll it'll get its hooks in you and you know you'll you'll turn around on it for sure. But it's personally, I think it's my one of my well, yeah, I'd say it's my favorite song on the record. Um, Over and that that what's that? Over moth into flame. Uh, well, because that's me, norm- I mean, that's normally people's favorite. My own. Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, today on Friday, but you know, maybe tomorrow it'll be a little different. <laughs> but um, but definitely that part that I that I highlighted, I think that's my favorite part on the entire album. Yeah. Like throughout all the songs. I mean, I love Halo on Fire too. So that's. <laughs> but right now, Spit Out the Bone is is at the top of the food chain. All right. Well, as always, guys, follow us at MetallicaPod if you want to give us our little critiques of the songs or whatever. You want to follow news of the show. MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me and guest on the show. Patreon is there. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back iTunes as well. What do we have coming up soon? We've got lots of great episodes in the pipeline. We've got Say Anger next week and then Stone Cold Crazy, Stone Dead Forever and The Struggle Within. So a really fun fortnight coming up. Thanks, as always, for listening. Bob, any projects you'd like to share or promote? Um, well, you know, I still threatened to, to bring my, my little horror podcast back right. and I've got some friends that have been like, Oh, when are you going to do another one? So I'm thinking about it. I, I've got some other ideas in terms of how to host it instead of just throwing on a YouTube. So, um, I might be bringing that back very shortly. All right. Yeah. Does that exist currently? I think you mentioned it before. Um, yeah. You? I mean, it's, no. it's on YouTube. Um, I think I have about eight episodes on there. It's just, um, you know, if you search constriction pictures, Oh yes, uh, that's right. You should find it. It's not not exactly the, a name that rolls off the tongue, but no, no. Well, whenever you do the Dream Child episode, I'll be there for that. So uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm looking out for that one. But yeah, go check out uh, Constriction Pictures by Bob, and check out the old episodes that we did as well, the songs we discussed, as well as the Load Reload Era discussion. Which um, again, again, I want to emphasize, really fun chat. I think it was like an hour yeah, long of us going into that era and just talking about a lot of different facets of the progression of the music and the aesthetic and reception and all that good stuff. Guys, thanks as always. This has been Tom, Alpatalica, and Bob. Thank you as well. Thanks, Tom. See you.